This podcast is being brought to you by Our 360 News. Check us out on the web at our360.news or find us on Facebook, Our 360 News. Like and share. Early on, he hated Joseph Bryan. Wow. So I remember the, one of the first meetings he had, he looked at, uh, he was uh, on the day, on the, uh, he took the lectern, I think. He was talking. And he said, the worst thing that could happen to this city was the Birmingham News. And the best thing that could happen is if the Birmingham News went out of business. And he looked directly at me when he said it. Joseph D. Bryant is a longtime news reporter, writer, and communicator. His more than 20-year communications and news career includes working as a reporter with the Birmingham News, AL.com, where he spent a decade covering the Birmingham mayor's office and city government. After leaving the news, Bryant spent three years at the housing authority of the Birmingham district, where his roles included serving as the spokesperson and as interim vice president for community engagement of the state's largest affordable housing agency. Most recently, he is a freelance writer and communications consultant with Beacon Communications, which he launched this year. By creating Beacon, Joseph mergers his passions for writing, storytelling, and communications strategies. A University of Alabama journalism graduate, Joseph made history by becoming the first African-American editor of of the university's student newspaper, The Crimson White, in 2000. All right, Mr. Joseph D. Bryant. Good evening. What does the D stand for? I don't usually say what that stands for. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Joseph D. Bryant, tell me a joke. All right, here's one. This is a dad joke, I guess. So okay. All right. Why did the scarecrow win an award? The scarecrow win. I don't know. He was outstanding in his field. (laughs) I like it. Okay. It's a dad. I like it. Okay. My time. My turn. Why do beats always win? Why do beats always win? Yep. I give. They're unbeatable. Okay. All right. Okay. Bum, I, I, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. okay. <laughs> you shaking your head, man. Come on. You know that was a good win. They're unbeatable. <laughs> now, Mr. Bryant. First things first, I didn't know that you were the editor at the Crimson White. That's correct. I was. I was. What was that like? What was going on there at that time that that would stand out to us? Let me think. Sports-wise, I'm not a sports fan, but you cannot go to the University of Alabama without knowing what's going on sports-wise. Mike DeBose was the coach. Mike DeBose won, had had a scandal. Yeah. Mike DeBose won the SEC championship. Two weeks later, Mike DeBose was fired. Yeah. Then we had a series of different coaches for a few minutes. Yeah. And finally, we got a man named Nick Saban shortly after I graduated. 
So that yes, was, so the it was all because of you. We got Nick. I Saban. did it all. Yes, it was all, it was all me. Yes, yes, of course. And of you course. know, um, Coach Dubose was my position coach. Oh wow! When I walked on down there. Oh wow! Yeah, um, this is a good dude. Just. Maybe not have been a good head coach, but he made man, a few. He made a few. He made a few errors. He made a few errors, but it, I, apparently he was a decent, decent person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, tell me, how did we meet? I can't tell you the specific date that we met. Yeah, but I do remember my first time recalling your name. Okay, I knew your father when I covered the parking authority. Excuse me, the the park board. Gotcha. And your father was Ivor Williams, and he covered. He was he was a member of the park board. I, I wrote the story when he was on the board. Yeah. And I saw where it says Ivor Williams is running for Jefferson County Commission. I said, "That's nice. There's, it's never too late to go into politics." And they said, "No, not him. Yeah, the son." Uh huh. So that's uh-huh. my first recollection of meeting this yeah. Ivor Williams. Yeah. Several several years ago. I um, I don't remember either, but I do remember we started. Passing one another uh, at City Hall, yes, and 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 you know different places, and it just always it always cracked me up because it seemed like you were surprised when I would call your name or when I would say <laughs> something to you. That was it. Always just threw me off. I was like, "What do you not think I'm going to remember you, or are you ashamed that I was called you out in front of everybody?" Like. Uh-uh, I told y'all I didn't know Ivor Williams. <laughs> well, well I, I, tell you, I can tell you why. I don't, I don't recall it specifically, but in my line of work at the time, yeah, I was always surprised when people were kind to me because uh. my job necessitated that I write critical articles and examine people. So yeah. people would cringe when they heard my name or, see, or saw my face or got my phone call. Right. So to see someone in the political arena who's actually friendly yeah. and coming toward me instead of away from me, yeah. it was surprising. Well, I fan differently. Mm-hmm. I tell people that all the time. And see, with me, it was a thing, oh, I see the face that goes with the name. Right. You know, I don't I don't I don't hold anything against people what they write. Right. You know what I'm saying? All I know is that you write. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> right. I I read him, I dig what he says. And so that's that's how I've always thought of you. Right, I appreciate. But that. you know, I guess you would be like thinking, "Oh, he may not like me." Or what's his like deal? That. Why is he so friendly? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> no. it was rare. It was rare. Yeah. You know, I met a lot of good people, no yeah. doubt. But to see someone in the political arena, candidates, or, or you know, someone yeah. in, in that in that in that in that uh, climate yeah. to actually come toward me, yeah, that was a rare thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, you were at the Crimson White during an interesting time. You were also with the Birmingham News reporting on City Hall. Absolutely. At an interesting time. And what was going on at that point in your career? All right. uh, I interned at the Birmingham News when I was at the University of Alabama as well. Okay. And I came back. I I went to another paper for two years, and I came back home. Uh, Birmingham became home, even though I'm not from here, but it became home. So I came back home to Birmingham to report. Okay. I started, when I came, uh, Mayor Kincaid was the mayor. Mm-hmm. It was the end of his second term. Okay. So I covered his race for his uh, unsuccess- unsuccessful third term. Right. And then a new person that I did not know, but who everybody else knew, named Larry Lankford. Yeah. Took the, took the helm. Yeah. 
And I said, oh, Lord, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> right, he, right. He, he campaigned against the Birmingham News. Uh-huh. He hated the Birmingham Wow. And back then, the newspaper reporter sat on the front row. There was, yeah. a, seat, there was a seat assigned for him, to him or her. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, so he's looking right at me. I'm like, oh, what did I do to this man? Yeah. But over time, over time, we developed a relationship of rapport. And okay. his staff his staff helped foment that as well. Yeah. It got to the point where he understood, I'm just, I'm just a brother working. That's what he told me one time. He's like, you're just a brother working. Yeah, and we developed a great uh, relationship. You know, it, it, he and he understood some things I was going to write. He would not like uh-huh. other things he would like. Uh-huh. I'll tell you one more Langford story if you don't mind. Please. You know, Langford, he would call me up on the phone. I was at Birmingham News. Hey, boy, what you doing? <laughs> well, I'm working on da da da. You ain't doing nothing. Come on down here. <laughs> right. That's so guess what I did? Right. I hung up the phone. And I walked across Lynn Park, and I went to his office. That's right. And I go to the smoking deck. He had a, he had a deck built just for him. Yep. He, he was a consummate, consummate smoker. Uh-huh. He said, I got an idea. I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. And he's puffing the cigarettes. So I'm, 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 I'm sucking in the secondhand smoke. <laughs> I got my notepad going. I'm writing my stuff. And he's like, so, so Mayor, when are you going to announce it? Well, when are you going to write it? Well, I write it. Can I get Sunday? I said, yes, sir. Can I get exclusive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you write it. It's, it's yours. When you write it, they, that's the announcement. <laughs> but not just that, you know, Mayor Langford liked big posters and presentations. Yeah, man. So he had these big, giant po- Kinko posters made with all these concepts and things. And he would give me like two or three posters. I think he just liked the idea of me ride, walking walking down Lynn Park with giant posters under my arm. <laughs> right. Because later on, they, had, they would have, later on they would email me the PDFs to actually use. Yeah. But he so so, so when he finally left when I, he left office and everything, I had a collection of the all these different posters. Oh wow. Yeah, I gave them away to different reporters, but I had all these Larry Langford posters. Yeah. So and on his way to uh, you know when he transitioned and he went over to when he went to prison. Yeah. We text. I, okay. You know, and I, I told him I said you know. Best of luck in your in your in your in your new status. Yeah, I said. Um, I'm gonna be sure I was accurate. I said, I have covered a lot of people, but you have challenged every skill that I have had professionally as a reporter. Thank you for the ride. And he responded right back in kind and said, "I've enjoyed you as well." And we and we could we stay in touch just a little bit, you know, briefly. Yeah. During his early incarceration. Uh huh. But. Cover Mary Langford really challenged and and, and and stretched all of my professional skills. Yeah. To develop some to someone who initially hated my organization. Right. Hated me right. because of the organization. And to go on and have a personal rapport and respect for each other. I understood what he had to do, he understood what I had to do, and we could find some way to work together in the process. So that was probably my best Birmingham news experience. Covering it was just two years, but it felt like much, much longer. <laughs> You know, yeah, you know, because it feels longer than all of it. Right, us. and and in, and in, in fairness, some of the things that he talked about, the seeds that he planted, people laughed at some of those things. Yeah, they're coming to fruition now. Absolutely. So he, absolutely, hats, hats off to his his uh, ingenuity. And one of the ones we were joking around out front, we we took some pictures playing uh, um, with sumo and and basketball and all of that. But if you remember. Larry was talking about bringing the Olympics, the Olympics here. The Olympics. Yes, and yes. if it, I'll be doggone if it wasn't one of the things he used to love to say. 
If you shoot for the moon, you'll land amongst the stars. Absolutely. And we didn't get the Olympics, but I'll be doggone if we didn't get the World Games. We had a conversation about that. One of the off-the-record conversations in the office. Okay. And uh, I remember the the New York Times did a story on it. The Birmingham mayor proposed the Olympics, and it was a straight story, but it was almost tongue-in-cheek. People Uh would laugh at it. Yeah. And I found that we ended up getting, I think, the Fed Cup. Remember that? The tennis tournament? Yes. And I said, you know what? I think I get you. You know good and well we're not going to get the Olympics. And you don't mind being laughed at, but you would do that to put Birmingham in contention for something else because that's the only way we would have been in the New York Times as a contender for any of these big events. He looked at me and smiled. So he didn't mind being the butt of jokes. Yeah. He had a grander plan, even though even though it meant sometimes he might be laughed at or, or, or seen as, as, as silly. or He was right. not. He was, he was not a crazy person. He was very strategic in everything he said and did. Whether we understood it or not. Hello, this is Jefferson County Sheriff Mark Petway inviting you to join the conversation that we've started around bridging the gap to build communities that are safe and well connected. Let's all work together to ensure that Jefferson County is a safe place for all who call it home. My podcasts are kind of, you know, set up. First part is the past and Part two is kind of like the present and the future. But I didn't get enough out of you as far as your past, All right. right? All right. Give me two. You said you have two good stories, right? Okay. I got to hear them. I got to get them on the podcast. Okay. There are two things as far as Birmingham news experiences. Okay. Um, as far as things I've written or experienced because of my because of my time as a reporter that stood out for me. Okay. Probably the most uh, impactful story I think I've written was not a political story. I, even though I covered Birmingham City Hall for 10 years, okay. I wrote stories that made a difference. Right. But as far as the story that touched me, I think touched the readers and actually helped elevate an individual was one I did at City Hall, but it was not political. It was a lady who came to, it was this 1963 anniversary. Mm-hmm. Remember that? We had all these Jubilee celebrations mm-hmm. and different big plans. Mm-hmm. There was one lady who came to the city council and said, hey, what about me? And her name was Sarah Collins Rudolph. Yeah. I didn't know who she was. She came before the city council that day, and she said, you know, I was I was in that basement. I'm like, what do you mean she was in the basement? Wow. I didn't know that happened at the city council. It was at Birmingham like city council. And I went to one of the council members. I said, now, is she legitimate? She said, yes, she is. And I, and I looked it up. I was like, oh, my gosh, she was there. Right. This is Addie Mae Collins' sister. Right. And from that point on, I developed a relationship with Miss 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 Rudolph, a rapport with her, and I wrote a story with her. I went to her home, and the photographer went with me, and we met her and her husband, and we just sat there and listened to her talk. And I remember the photo- photographer and I sat in the Frank couch. We sat in Frank's car. And we're like, okay, what do we do? Wow, you know, yeah. how do we write this story? How do we tell? How do we convey this? There's no way we can really convey her story, her emotion, and what this really means, but we can give some sample of it. Yeah. And I put that story off for days and days and days and days until my editor finally said, you have to write this story. And I told Sarah Collins Rudolph's story. I, wasn't, I was not the first person to tell her story, but I was the first person in a long time to give it front page coverage and, and highlight it in a perspective that, 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 it, that, that was appropriate for her. From that point wow. on, Ms. Rudolph started receiving national attention yeah. and started traveling the country to receive the, the recognition 
that she really was well past due right. to receive. And we've stayed in touch since then. And she's thanked me. I was like, no, ma'am, I didn't do anything with my job. That's you have shared your, your story, your life story for others. So whenever I see her story, I have to smile. Like, you know, that's all right. You know, I had some part in helping to bring her story out to the public that needs to be told, you know, albeit 50 years later. Yeah. You said you had another one. Okay, the other one is just for me because I was, I was cheesing the whole time. Yeah. So when President Obama came to Lawson State, uh-huh. uh right, right, like toward the end of his administration, yeah. I got picked to be in the press pool. So, okay. Yeah, so someone called me one night. And I was, I, I thought, I'll be honest, I thought it was a city council person. I don't want to deal with this person. Uh-huh. It had an unknown number on it. I just didn't want to deal with it. That uh-huh. night. So I'm listening. I remember it was. I was Bobby Bland. I'm listening to Bobby Bland. <laughs> and I'm having a good time at home doing whatever I want to do to relax. And I pushed okay, but I didn't say anything for it. I'm going to listen. I'm going to let them hear Bobby Bland in the background. <laughs> oh, you just cutting up. Right. I was. I was. Like, so I have a life counselor, you know. So I answered the phone. I says, hello. He's like, she's like, uh. Is Mr. Bryant there? No, it was not a counselor. Uh, he's not available right now. Can I take a message? Well, this is the White House calling. Uh, just one second. So I'm, not, I'm scrambling. <laughs> I'm trying to turn Bobby Bland off. And, and act like you're looking for yeah, Absolutely, yourself. absolutely, absolutely. But I can't lie at this point. It's the same voice. I right. said, uh, uh, yes, ma'am, I'm sorry. Yes, this is Joseph Bryant. Yeah, this is, this, yes, I'm calling about your credentials for President Obama's visit to Birmingham next week. Wow. So I ended up getting to cover the event. I did not know I was going to be in the presidential motorcade. I was the last car, the press van. So we had you had the press pool from around the country, and you had me and that same photographer that covered Sarah Collins Rudolph. Yeah, we were both in the presidential motorcade together, and the, and then the streets were blocked off. The interstate was blocked off. People were lining the streets and the buildings. And everybody's waving, and they waved the last car. And that was my car. They're just waving. I'm just cheesing, and they can't see me, but I'm I'm there. And that was for me. I was like, how did this guy from Dothan, Alabama? end up with national credentials from the White House to cover the president of the United States, and then albeit the first African-American president of the United States. And when we had the press event, he was standing, I mean, he was sitting at a little press, they call it a spray. You yeah. don't ask any questions, he just makes some statements. But he was standing, sitting right as far as you and I are together. Yeah, I had my notepad, I know he could see me and I could see him. Yeah. So that was per- for, for, for me professionally, that was probably the highlight. Of my time, I actually covered the president of the United States, not just from afar, a but right there. I walked right past the the motorcade and, and all this. Well, thing. at the back of a few sheriff's cars behind you, yes, was me and Frank Matthews. Oh my goodness! And um, Rhonda Robinson. I am not lying. I had jumped into the motorcade, <laughs> and we followed that bad boy all the way to Montgomery. <laughs> oh my <laughs> that goodness! That is the truth. All right, <laughs> but look here. When you ask, when you asked me, why why do you want me here? I did. Though that's why, dude. Those stories. You've 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 been right there. You've covered a lot of Birmingham history. You, a lot of the things that we talk about and we reminisce about, you pinned. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, and, and and so. Um, like I say, man, I, I fan different. I'm a fan of yours. And, Thank and, you. and Thank I you. just, I just, man, I had to get you on here to tell me a couple. This is fun. This yeah. Is, it's, it's a pleasure. Now a let pleasure. me ask you, what's your, um, what's your favorite charity? All right. My favorite charity is a little bit different. Okay. It is my church. Awesome. All right. Now I've been, I in, like I've been the in, answer. I've been in Birmingham since, like I said, since 2000 and 
2003, interned in 2000. So I've been here well over 20 years. But my home church is a, is, a, is an AME church in Dothan, Alabama. In Shout Alabama. them out. Yeah, Cherry Street AME Church. All right. And our church is the oldest uh, church in the city of Dothan, not just historically black church, but church period. Okay. Formed in 1877, the last year of Reconstruction. Wow. So you had, you know, free, free African-Americans who came together, formed this congregation, and the current facility has been there, been there since 1908, but the same property since, ni- since 1877. So that is my favorite charity. So everything I do outside of family and work, I'm thinking of ways to promote, enhance, and rebuild Cherry Street. Man, you're such a good And dude. people wouldn't think that. You know, like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, yeah and I, I'm what they call the licentiate, which is, which is a pastor in training. Really? So, yeah, yeah. So I'm Methodist, so you have to go through the process. So that's that's my thing. So, but they're like, no, I can't say this. No, be yourself. I'm still Joseph. Yeah. I'm just doing something greater than me. You know, so it's not about me. This is something that I have to do. So as far as my charity, it, it's, it's Cherry Street. That's 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 home. Well, y'all, this dude is sitting here making me. We'll get to it in a second. But anyway. If you don't answer one of these questions, All right. you got to make a $100 donation to Cherry Street. I already have, but I can do it again. <laughs> but they got my money. They're we do easy. <laughs> they're easy. All right. Let's start out with this. Regions Park or Rickwood Field? Rickwood Field. All right. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Protective Stadium. All right. Crossplex or Legion Field? Legion Field. Uh, getting a little harder, huh? Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Birmingham Zoo. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Vulcan Park. Alabama Theater or Lyric Theater? Mm. <laughs> Lyric Theater. Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Civil Rights Institute. Barons or Squadron? Barons. Legion or Stallions? Stallions. Alabama or Auburn? Alabama. Road Tide. Alabama State or A&M? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I knew I'd get you somewhere. Alabama State. All right. Biggie or Tupac? (laughs) (laughs) Tupac. And your favorite Birmingham mayor and why? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, mercy. I didn't cover him, so I can say this. Okay. I'll say Richard Arrington. Oh, okay. And why? I got to know Dr. Arrington, obviously, post his his mayoral time. He was Always gracious with his time. He he has a wealth of knowledge about Birmingham history, his role in that. He secured his role in Birmingham history. Yeah. He is not arrogant about his role. And he freely talks about his contribution, but he also gives others credit. Yeah. As far as his ascendancy into the mayorship and his his, his long tenure of success. He does not take all the he does not take all the credit. Yeah. And he's a person you can sit down and talk to for hours yeah. without any pretense. Absolutely. So if I had to name all the mayors that I've met, I've met everyone from Arrington on down now. Yeah. Dr. Arrington. Outstanding choice. And 
what I was alluding to earlier was the fact that um, Joseph and I are going to be working together a lot in the near future as we um, launch, relaunch, put some wind and wings to our 360 News. And people know what they're going to get with me. Um, You know, they know my personality, um, the type of news we're going to be covering. You know, we get to dig deep into because it's what we think our community is interested in. Mm -hmm. And we get to dig deep into it instead of just glossing over it for a second or two. You know, I have the ability to go talk to the mayor for a good 10, 15 minutes and get exactly what he's saying. But what do they, what will people get when they read something from Joseph Bryant? What what do people get? There are two parts of me. Mm. I can do two things well. I can run my mouth and write pretty well. Okay. <laughs> those, are, those are my two talents. Um, you have Joseph. But overall, I like to tell stories. I like to sh- shine a light on communities. I'll shine a mirror on your on your community. And if you don't like what you see, don't blame the reporter. Change what you see. That's that's been my role all this time. I've been guided by that to shine, like that. To, to hold a mirror to your community and your leadership. Um, there are two there are two types of reporting that I do. Two types of writing that I do. You know, you have human interest stories. Just talking because we all have stories to tell. We all have yeah. value. Yeah, and you can drive past all these neighborhoods and communities, and and there are stories in each of those houses. Everyone walking down the street has a story. It is my job to find that story. Find out what's important about that person. What stands out? What's uniquely different about that person? And put that out there for you. That's one part of me. Old Joseph covered City Hall. <laughs> I got to, what they say, uh, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comforted. <laughs> yeah, that's what the, that was the journalism mantra back in the University of Alabama. Okay. So I will cover the official side of things as well, not just the press release. Right. The press release is the first step. That's a, that's a guide. Okay, this is this, but they want me to know. Right. But what's behind this press release? Right. And uh, a friend of mine, a former uh, in the Bell administration, he he would he would hate my one question: <laughs> How much does it cost? <laughs> there you go. And how are we gonna get the money? Yeah, and yeah. He'll tell you that now. He's like, I hate it when you said that. <laughs> so so there are two sides. You know, we're gonna right. cover communities and people. Yeah. Ultimately, that's 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 what makes communities. That's what makes us uniquely Birmingham. Our people. But also, we have to talk about our government and our elected officials and our unelected officials and our leaders. And hold them accountable, ask questions about what they want to do, what they might not want to do, and what the people want them to do. So those are the two things you'll get from me. You'll get, you'll get a softer side of Joseph. <laughs> you'll also get old newsman Joseph who asks those questions that people that might, that might uh, not want to see me coming again. Yeah, outstanding. And now we got to wrap, but what do you have coming out? In the Birmingham Times in the next week or so coming up, you said yes, yes. I've been I've been fortunate to work with uh, Barnett Wright, who's yeah. uh, had me uh, come home, so to speak, to write some old old, old school news again. Yeah. So uh, we have one piece coming out pretty soon about uh, Reggie White, who uh-huh. is the Alabama Teacher of the Year from Washington K eight School. Uh, we've written, they've had stories about him before. Barnett has, and it's, and it's been the Birmingham Times. But I got a chance to sit down with Mr. White and talk about his his history and what motivates him, and you know, it just is what what makes him. Uh, gives him the, the passion to become uh, what he ultimately is, the, the top teacher of the state of Alabama. So that's coming out pretty soon. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank and you. y'all look out for Reggie White 
uh, Alabama Teacher of the Year, Washington K through eight in my beloved Titusville. All right. And I got a chance to meet him just this Sunday at church, so I get to show you some pictures Excellent. I took. I want to thank my friend and new colleague, Mr. Joseph Bryant, for joining us. I want to thank you for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63 and Urbanham.com. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by our friends at Redmont Vodka. You can find them on the web at redmontdistilling.com.